0: From the International Headquarters of the Sword of the Lord, publishers and ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. Yes, indeed, we start with that little song every single day. Oh, and I say it's a little song. It's a great song, and it just tells us that there is a song deep, down inside us every single day because we know the Lord. We have the Savior, and we have reason to be excited, the reason to sing. And that's why we can talk about making a difference. The Lord does make a difference. His Word makes a difference. Whenever we listen to the Lord, a difference is made. And I'm telling you, it's so wonderful and blessed. And that's why right now this series that I'm doing, talking to you about The things that really are beneficial to every single child of God, the Christian benefits. I mentioned opening this uh, two days ago that uh, every time you apply for a job, you obviously want to know what the salary is, but at the same time, you want to know about the benefits. Well, the Bible tells us about some benefits of being a Christian. I like to sing that little piece that says, it's a grand thing to be a Christian, and indeed it is. And we recommend it wholeheartedly. In fact, if you are not already saved, if you've not trusted Christ as your Savior, I hope that you'll do that today. Jesus died on the cross and arose from the grave to make it possible for all of us to be saved, I mean to be forgiven, to be a member of the family of God, and to go to heaven when we die. And I trust that you will indeed put your trust in the Savior if you've not done that already. Now let me remind you, Sunday's coming. This is the weekend just ahead now, and I do hope that you'll make plans and be in a good, solid, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church this weekend. I'm scheduled to be at the Riverland Baptist Church in Dunnellan, Florida, and Lord willing, I'll be there Sunday morning and Sunday night, and we'll have a great time in that wonderful church there. And we just thank the Lord that in Central Florida, we've got a number of good churches and Riverland Baptist Church is one of them. And I hope you'll plan to be with us on the Lord's day. And uh, listen, we're thankful to the Lord every single day for his good blessings and all of the benefits that he gives. And so we're talking about those benefits. Remember where we started on this? In Psalm number 68, the Bible says, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. So he loads us up with benefits. That's a good thing. And not only that, but then in Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So I think I'm right on track to use the term here. And uh, we've already talked about the benefit of redemption. We also talked about the benefit of forgiveness and uh, we started yesterday talking about the benefit of the cleansed life, the benefit of the clean life. And I read 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 and 7, that talks about a, a little leaven, leavening the whole lump. And he says then, purge out, therefore, the old leaven. So we know that when you come to Christ, there are things that need to be set aside in order that you may clean things up and live a clean life as the Lord would have you to do. Verses 9, 10, and 11 in that same fifth chapter of 1 Corinthians says, don't communicate, don't uh, put yourself in fellowship with fornicators and idolaters and others like that. Uh, that doesn't mean that you'll not mix and mingle with them as you go about your daily walk in your daily life, but it does mean that you don't have intimate connections with them. It does mean that you're not going to make them your choice buddies. And that just simply tells us you've got to be sure that you're walking with folks who are walking the right direction. Otherwise, somebody's liable to pull you back in to that old lifestyle that the Bible tells us there to purge out. We're to get rid of that stuff and not let it be a part of us. Now, the same 1 Corinthians epistle, chapter number 6 and verse 11 talks about the idolaters and fornicators and effeminate and abusers of themselves with mankind and thieves and covetous and drunkards and revilers and extortioners. And you know what it says? It says, such were some of you. Such were some of you. Notice the past tense. They were, but they're no longer that. They were into those terrible things. I mean, some of that is absolutely mammoth wickedness, and yet some of them were like that. And listen, the encouraging thing about that is it doesn't matter how far down people have gotten. I mean, it does matter because, as I told you yesterday, there are consequences that go with sin. Sin can really, really do damage to you that you can never totally recuperate from. But the fact is, even though you're saved, you may still have consequences of that sin in your life you may have hurts and burdens that you don't ever get over but the fact is the bible tells us here that some of them were into those gross sins but he says but now you're washed now you're sanctified now you're justified in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of god so what are we looking at here well i say again it doesn't matter how far down you are except Of the consequences. But I'm just simply saying, however far down you are and however deep in sin that you have been, the Lord is able to reach in. He's able to reach down all the way to the bottom of the heap and get you and pull you up out of that and save you, rescue you, make a child of God out of you, and get you ready for heaven. He's able to do that. Now, when you are in sin like that, He's not going to let you just stay there. I'm telling you, when you are born again, he saves you from that old sin of unbelief, and then he will cleanse you from all of the various sins that you may have committed, and he has in mind for you to live a solid, clean, blessed Christian life. You say, why does he want to do that? Well, verse 20, chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians says, you're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You know, sometimes I see with what I'm just going to be generous and say are immature Christians, I hear them talking about, well, you know, I can still do whatever I want to do. I can live my life any old way that I want to. You know, the hippie revolution of the 1960s, which some of us were around for that, and we know about that because we saw it unfold. But you know, uh, I have no doubt that some of them genuinely came to Christ. But at the same time, That whole movement really did not make itself to really identify correctly with a Christian. Uh, The old lifestyle was still obvious with so many of them. And whenever we come to Christ, dear friend, it's time to clean up your act. It's time to shake off the shackles of the world and all of the trappings of darkness, I mean, to push aside all of Satan's schemes and strategies all of those kinds of things need to be pushed in the background and we just need to clean ourselves up and live a life that is wholesome, that is clean, that is distinctively Christian, something that the world can identify quickly. They can look at you and say, that person is a Christian. That person has some Christian markings. Now, the fact is, your lifestyle is not going to communicate the gospel, and your lifestyle is not your total witness. But the way you present yourself, the way that you identify yourself, the way that you live— does communicate. It does tell people something. And especially if you had an identity that was pretty worldly, when you come to Christ, I mean, what do you want to do? Well, you want to throw all of that aside. I'm thinking now about a dear friend who's in heaven. He was a professional gambler before he got saved. And uh, really, all of the years that I knew him were his Christian years. And uh, he was so... Uh, really hesitant to even talk about those old years, but he was, in fact, a solid Christian for a lot of years, but he looked back on those years when he was out in the world going from one gambling joint to another and making his living as a gambler and all of that. I mean, he really was embarrassed to even tell about what his old life had been, and you know what happened to him? When he came to Christ, it was like, what am I doing here? Another friend of mine who was really a professional entertainer, and he was uh, on the stage in Hollywood one night getting ready to make an appearance on a national television program, and uh, he said, I heard all of this cursing around, and he'd been saved just a little while. He said, I heard people being mean and ugly to each other and all kinds of things like that, and he said, I said to myself, what am I doing here? And so he walked off the stage. He did not make the appearance that night on national television. And uh, he really, really made a definite decision to clean up his life and lived out the last years of his life just in a strong, positive Christian way, distinctively Christian. And that is exactly what needs to happen. Another friend that I have known through the years was uh, actually involved in Hollywood in a big way. And uh, he said, finally, I've just got to walk away from it. Got to walk away from it. And he did walk away from it. Dear friend, I'm just talking about some people that I've known personally. Another dear friend who grew up in a beer joint. He grew up, his father had a beer joint ahead of him. And uh, the day that he got saved, his father was already dead. He was running the place by this time. He was a grown man. But the day that he got saved, he poured all of the liquor down the drain in his inventory and nailed the door shut on the place and never opened it again. I had the privilege to know him and know him well for the, uh, so many years. And listen, I'm just talking about some people that I've known through the years who were deep into sin, but the day they came to Christ, everything began to change and they cleaned up their life. And that's what every single one of us need to do. Now, let me give you one other passage here that I think will bear some weight and that will help you in this. The Bible says in Philippians chapter four and verse number eight, talking to folks who have been saved. Therefore, brethren, that tells us we're talking about Christians, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. Now that is a mandate right out of the Bible that tells us about how you and I ought to conduct business. Whenever we come to Christ... Listen, the devil's still going to be scheming. He's still going to try to throw some of his trappings at us. But you and I have to be smarter than that. We have to be wiser than that. We have to have discernment about Satan's scheming. And whenever we do, we can say, hey, that's not a part of the Christian lifestyle. That's not the way that a Christian should be. So we line up according to things like this in the Bible. And notice again, he talks about what's true, what's honest— What's just, what's pure, what's lovely, what's of good report, what's virtuous, what's praiseworthy, all of those things. I mean, you're talking about giving definition to how we ought to conduct ourselves and the kind of life that we ought to construct. I mean, that is very Very telling and very, very helpful in being able to say, does this qualify or should this be disqualified? Is this something that ought to be in or should it be out? And you and I can make those choices and make those decisions. And yes, we ought to be making some judgments about how we do things and how we conduct business. Now, next time, whenever we get together here on Monday, I think I'll talk some about this matter of making those judgments and how that ought to be done. And in doing so, bring us to the point where that we just clean it up. So it's important for you and for me that we live that clean life. Also Monday, I'm going to talk to you about conscience. A lot of folks stumble over the word conscience, but we're going to talk about that some on Monday, and I think it'll be a help to you as well. I've still got a few days here that we need to work on this matter of the benefits that there are to the Christian. There are several more things that I want to address and I will, the Lord being my helper, as we get to next week. So I hope you'll join me next week and we'll spend some time doing some more of this. In the meantime, be sure to go to church on Sunday and don't forget to write to me. I love to hear from you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at PO Box 1099 Murfreesboro, Tennessee 37133 The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. Until Monday, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and a great weekend. And goodbye for now.